When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is good, everybody? Happy holidays to you and yours. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Welcome to the Best of Podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. If you're new to the show, this is where we give you the best five minutes from all of our long-form shows during the week. Hopefully, you hear something new, something you missed, and enjoy the long, strange trip every week of this season has been. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, you can hear us live Sunday mornings, 95-7, the game. We do the gold standard hour, myself and Levin Black. It is a new original show that you can't hear anywhere else. So we hope you tune in and enjoy that. All right, let's get right to it now. We'll start on Tuesday this week with Steph Sanchez and Jason Aponte. We call it Bully Ball. The Dallas Cowboys get blown out by the Buffalo Bills. We already knew they were not like that, and I don't want to hear about Dak Prescott or that team anymore. Couldn't be my team. Philadelphia Eagles lose to Drew Locke. Imagine Brock Purdy losing to Drew to Drew Locke. They would they would they would have targeted him. Team. Let alone yeah let yeah couldn't be my quarterback. And if I if look if I was a fan of a team, I just wouldn't allow them to lose to Drew Locke. That's just me though. That's just Simply. me. Like like that's just what I would Simple. do. Um, but I think Philadelphia fans, uh. It's okay. I think what you should do is you guys should huddle around the Rocky statue and like, you know, kind of just, just pray because I did hear, this is like from inside sources. I did hear that the Rocky statue has a single tear coming down now. And it's, it's actually coming down now because you care more about a fictional character than an actual boxer. I'm not letting that Rocky Balboa thing go. Who cares? Go over there, put, put whatever you want on it, put a Jersey, put whatever you want. You're not going to lose because of that. You're not going to win because of that. So shout out to Rocky Balboa. Actually, shout out to Sylvester Stallone. He's the actor. Anyway, yeah, look, right right now, like with this team, the 49ers are in the driver's seat. So they can lose this game, possibly. They could, but they'd still mm-hmm. be ahead. They still have yes. the they still have the tiebreaker. So they are in the driver's seat. And this this thing is completely flipped from well, we hope they can get that number one seed. And well, now it's kind of right there in front of them. And I think um Heidemann says, Jason, do you like Rocky movies? I do. I do. I think they're great. I think, you know, I I've I've liked all of them. I just find it funny that a city would immortalize a fictional character when Joe Frazier is an actual boxer from Philadelphia and he beat Muhammad Ali. Yet let's immortalize <laughs> let's immortalize a guy who lost the first fight yeah. and he lost twenty three fights. Uh, so let's just make sure we we keep saying that as well too. But 
it, it is kind of cool to see the 49ers in the driver's seat. All they have to do is largely beat beat the health um, issues and just keep winning football games and just keep doing what they're doing and stuff. So it's like the season has kind of gone in waves, five straight, three straight, six straight. It's it's crazy to think that when this team is playing like this and they flip the switch, regardless of the injuries and regardless of the opponent, they're always going to be favored. Even right now, five and a half um, point home favorites over the Baltimore Ravens on Monday. Yeah, that's crazy. And it, but it's deserved, right? Like they they've been playing like it. And when you pretty much smack the other good teams in the NFL that have similar records to you, that's a you know that's the treatment they deserve to to be favorites in every single game, right? So it isn't disrespect to the Ravens or anything. It's just people seeing what the 49ers have been doing and finally like saying, hey. This team, this team looks hard to beat. And we've said that in the past, but this year is different. This year is different because it's more balanced and we are seeing the offense carry in. Hey, I mean, I think the defense, if they had to, I don't think they need to, but if they had to, I think they could step up and they can carry too. So however the 49ers want to win, they could do it. Um, And I'm just, we're just along for the ride, man. I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Vegas. That's what I'm getting ready for. Yep, right after the Senior Bowl, straight to Vegas. Look at us. And and yeah. uh, on top of that, the, the draft content's going to be crazy, you know, out there being in Mobile because the 49ers have picks again. Um, So everything's kind of just lining up right now. We're going to be looking at tackles. We're going to be looking at tackles, wide receiver. We're going to be looking at players. Like, we're not we're not going to be sitting in the stands in Mobile like, oh, God, how much longer in this practice? The 49ers actually have picks. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then uh, even Thomas said – Shoot, even Bernard Hopkins is from Philly. Exactly. Bernard Hopkins is a real boxer from Philly. Like, make the statue of him. My gosh. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think I think we've done enough cooking with the Eagles. I think the media right now is right now kind of putting them in a, in a box where they don't believe either right now. And there's a lot of things going on with them as well, too. But the media is also looking around at the San Francisco 49ers and saying they're the most complete team. And when they're on and they're healthy, you can't mm-hmm. beat them. On Wednesdays, Sports Illustrated's Grant Cohn stops by with me. We call it Stats and Cohn. I'm interested in how Kyle Shanahan manages things down the stretch, Grant, because the win by the Seahawks changed everything for the 49ers. Because if the Eagles had won that game, then it's very simple for the Niners. It's we got to win every game because we're only ahead of the Eagles because of the tiebreaker. So we can't afford to lose. So if you're hurt, you're banged up, you're on the fence, you're playing. Because we need right. it. Now, because the Eagles lost, the Niners have a game lead on them. Well, more than a game when you go to tiebreakers. But you know what I mean. You only have to win two out of three to get the number one seed. Doesn't matter which two out of three you win. Any two out of the last three victories, Niners are the number one seed. So, for example, Eric Armstead, yeah. Javon Hargrave. This week. Right. Are they healthy? Can yeah. Play. It's a big game against Baltimore, but not really because it's an AFC game. And again, you can afford to lose one. So how do you manage that? It's a good question, right? Like, obviously, they're not going to punt this game against Baltimore. But would it be irresponsible? Like, if the Eagles had won, it would be understood. All hands on deck. Eric, Javon, you got to play. This game is extremely important. But now it's not. I mean, it is in the sense that you might they might face the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and it's a big game, and it's a, it's a big challenge. But ultimately, not that much is at stake. They could lose it, win the next two, get the number one seed. So would it be irresponsible to tell Eric and Javon, you got to play in this game? 
or would the responsible thing for the organization be to err on the side of caution with injured players this week? I mean, they may, they may feel like they don't even have a decision to make, like they have to do that. And I would understand that because if they rush someone like Eric Armstead or Javon Hargrave back, like Javon Hargrave is 300 pounds. He's a hamstring injury. I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying he's a hamstring injury. I mean, like that's a three-week injury. He's 300 pounds. He's not going to magically come back sooner. So if you rush him back and it becomes worse, and it's and we all knew it was a game you didn't have to win, hard to explain it. Exactly. Chris. Shout out to Jason Tillman. We appreciate you. Chris Waddell says, just dropped in to say one thing. MVP, CMC, Purdy debate. Ask yourself if you had to play the Super Bowl without one of them, which are you choosing? Also, Merry Christmas, guys. Love the content. It's an interesting We're going to do that debate. I yeah. can't wait to do that debate. Chris, we're going to dedicate it to you. We're going to we're gonna uh, name a yeah a wing in the uh, auditorium for you. you know what I'm saying you're gonna gonna name something after you, Chris. Um, but just to finish up on what you were just talking about, Grant, I agree. Like, why, if there's any question at all with Javon Hargrave, if he's not a hundred percent locked in, like full go, fully recovered, you can't play him. You cannot play him because even if you lose the game against Baltimore, you're gonna beat Washington. The Rams game in week 18 is a little dicier because the Rams look pretty good. Matthew Stafford's playing at a high level. They may be playing for their playoff lives, but I think I would, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I would say I would rather have, if I have to force Javon Hargrave to play, I'd rather force him with another couple of weeks off to rest in week 18 than I would now against the Ravens in a game that you don't actually have to have. Also, I mean, you could argue that the Niners should be erring on the side of caution with Armstead and Hargrave, regardless of what happened in this Eagles-Seahawks game, regardless of what their seating is, because they're a team that can go into Philly and win. They're a team that can go on the road and beat anyone. And what's more important is to have Hargrave and Armstead 100% healthy than to beat Baltimore and get, get the number one seed, frankly. So I think this result just maybe allows the Niners to do the right thing, what they should have been doing anyway. And I, I would imagine they're going to figure that they're going to be smart here. I mean, they've been on the precipice of winning a Super Bowl for so long. I don't think they're going to mess this up. I don't think they will either. Now, technically, it's possible that the Niners, so the Niners can lock up the number one seed this week. What they need is they need Dallas to lose. They need the Eagles to lose and they need the Lions to lose. It's unlikely, but because the Niners have the last game of the week, they could, they'll know by the time that game kicks off if it's possible for them to lock up the number one seed this week. So maybe that factors into it too, right? If, if the stars align and all of a sudden you're like, wait, we're one win away from locking down the number one seed with two weeks to go in the season, maybe then you do play Hargrave, you know, maybe then you do push it a little, a little bit. So I'd be interested to see how those results play out. Although just, for the sake of full transparency, it's pretty unlikely that that happens, that all of those teams lose. The Eagles are playing the Giants, for example. So, you know, that's probably not I, happening. I'm accustomed to a hamstring injury being three weeks. So, Hargrave missed one. I don't see how he could possibly play against the Ravens. And then, frankly, next week against Washington seems like another game he should miss. And if he's healthy then, maybe he plays week 18. Although, frankly, the Niners might have everything wrapped up and you might give him one more week off or just a few series so he's not rusty. But I could see Javon Hargrave not playing again until the divisional round of the playoffs, mm. assuming the Niners get a bye week. Right, because in the wild card, if they had to play a wild yeah. card, assume he'd be in yeah I would, I would assume he'd be there but there's a there's a there's a world where he gets to rest for like another four weeks which would, which would be wonderful 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thursdays is the original gold standard podcast. That's myself and the human wet blanket, Levin Black. They absolutely are. And I'm going to take that opportunity to segue into blowing your mind with some third quarter stats. Because they might not be mind blowing in a week if this week goes bad, right? All right, you just shoehorned those in, but that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I totally did. I we're at forty eight minutes. I figured you were going to forget. I so, absolutely forgot. Uh, I could tell. I could tell you were getting close to wrapping. See, I know you. Uh, so my thought was because it stuck out when I was looking at it. We all have heard about Kyle Shanahan and how good he is at all the X's and O's, but when I lo- saw this, it made me have the thought that. He's the best halftime adjuster in the league. And what I saw, Brock Purdy is number one in the league in third quarter passing yards. That's not mind-blowing in of, of itself. His yards per passing attempt, right? He's currently setting the record for a season number at nine. It's 9.88 is what he's at. Rounds up to 9.99 or 9.9. In the third quarter, it's 13.2 yards per attempt. (laughs) What? (laughs) Number one. Per attempt, not per completion. Correct. Per attempt. Do you know? Do you know? So pro football reference, which is what I use, their stat head, goes back to 1994. That's as far back as they go for splits like this. Do you know who has the all-time record for most third quarter passing yards in a season? Is it Steve Young? Matt Ryan, 2016. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Who was his offensive coordinator? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Hmm. So that's the point. But the really mind-blowing stats. So the first thing that jumped out to me, I wasn't even looking for it. I sorted by receiving yards. Because I was looking at rushing, I was looking at passing, I was looking at receiving. When I went to receiving, guess who is the highest for the 49ers and they're fourth in the NFL this season? In third quarter receiving yards. Mm, I'm going to say Ayuk. Got to be Ayuk, I would imagine. George Kittle. The only tight end anywhere close. Wow. I would not have I would not have guessed that because there are some games where he just doesn't get a ton of targets. Guess what his completion percentage is when targeted in the third quarter. Kittles? Yeah. This is kind of the unique part. I don't know. 70? 85.7. He's not actually targeted more in the third quarter than other quarters. He has 21 targets in the third quarter this year. That's right around what he has in other quarters. 
it's that he completes so many and then he gets a bunch of yards on him. He has three, 331 yards in the third quarter of this season. His yards per target in the third quarter is 15.8. That's yards per target. Sounds insane, doesn't it? That is insane. This is the most mind-blowing part. That's only fifth in the NFL this season. Take a guess at who's number one in yards per target in the third quarter. I'm going to assume it's a 49er. Take your guess. <sighs> is it Ayuk? Debo at 18.5. At oh, 18.5. Number two is Ayuk at 17.8. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So you're telling me in the third quarter, yards per target, number one is Debo. Number yes. two is Ayuk. Yes. And number five is Kittle. Yes. It's freaking insane. So Kyle Shannon is basically taking the first half, examining it, looking at it, and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and I know exactly how to break you in the second, in the third quarter. Yeah. And that's why in the fourth quarter, so many games have been out of reach by then. Because in the third quarter, they're destroying it. They've figured it out, and the defense has no chance. That's really interesting. And look, we've we've heard Kittle talk about how Kyle calls plays that he doesn't necessarily think are going to be the most successful plays, but he's calling them to gain information, number one, and number two, to set up different things later on. So maybe the third quarter is when Kyle's like, all right, the trap has been set here. Let's spring this on them, and then they just right. go to work. Right, and, and the, the George Kittle part of that is the key. He's caught 18 of 21 targets and has 331 yards on those 18 catches. So clearly there's like a a key there at halftime that he knows, all right, Kittle's going to get open. And once we get that Kittle catch, everything else opens for the other guys too. We close out the week with our betting and fantasy show. I am paired with Michelle Majuk of the NFL Network and the Ball Blast Football Podcast. We call it Gold Diggers. Let's get to some best bets. Last week, we gave you six best bets. We hit on three of them. Oh, that's uh, not good. Yeah, which we could we could be doing a little better. You know, with some of them, we missed closely, but a miss is a miss, right? So You know we, what? Sometimes stats, you don't have to say the stats. You know? well, no, I, I like to be honest. <laughs> we killed it the week before. I think we hit on all of them the week yeah. before. So, you know, we, we try to be honest here on the show. I found a bunch of interesting numbers this week. Can I give you my first one? Because I'm so proud of myself for discovering this. And I think it's so, you know, I'm just proud of myself. Let's my fastball best bet this year. First thing I go and look at is like, okay, Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown score. Because the man has 20 touchdowns this year. All he freaking does is score touchdowns. And if you go and you look at that, you see Christian McCaffrey minus 225. So that means in order to win $100, you have to bet $225. Vegas is telling you, He's going to score. That's not really a great bet. But, Michelle, what if I told you you could get Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown scorer plus 100? Would you take that bet? Yes. How are you doing that? If you bet Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown in the first half of this game, you can get it plus 100. Okay. And you might be like, well, I don't know about that. 14 of his 20 touchdowns this year have come in the first half. I don't know why. It's a really weird stat. But he scores, and he scores in the first half. And if I can get plus money on that, yes, take all of the money that I have. I'm putting it down on Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown before halftime. 
I like it because if the 49ers are going to score touchdowns in the first half, I think Christian McCaffrey has more than a 50% chance of having one of those touchdowns, right? Like anytime they score a touchdown, McCaffrey has what? At least a 60% chance of being the score on there. I don't know. I'm just making up a percent. I could probably do the math, but <laughs> it just, it feels like he has an insanely uh, high rate uh, uh, probability of scoring on any one of their touchdowns. I love it. I'm super. Somehow he's going to find the end zone, whether it's a rush, whether it's a catch, he's going to score. And I think he may have some in the second half too, but look, I think he only has had like what two games with the 49ers where he doesn't score a touchdown. So I feel super confident. That's my fastball best bet this week. It's nice that you get plus 100 because if you just came out here and said CMC, anytime touchdown score, I probably would have, uh, you know, ridiculed you a little bit yep. there. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you were ready to laugh all at me, but joke's on you. Well, could I give you the easiest bet of all time? Yes. Brock Purdy, over 252 and a half passing yards. Vegas does not respect Brock Purdy in the slightest, right? I'm so sick of these passing yards that they have for him. At home, again, he's averaging 300 and 18 passing yards per game this year. So take into account the tougher matchup. Sure, the Ravens are a tough matchup, good defense. They're still giving him a 60-yard cushion, right? right? From what he needs and what he averages. Yeah, Purdy has over 280 passing yards in all but one home game this year. That one game he didn't hit this 252 and a half, he had 252, right? So you would have missed it by half a yard. You would have hated it because also... You want to know how unlucky you would have to be? That game was against the Cowboys when they were up 42 to 10, when Brock Purdy didn't even play like any oh. of the fourth quarter. So he only played three quarters and hit 252 on the dot. That's the only time he didn't have more than 280 passing yards in a home game this year. So I don't care who he's playing against at home. He's going to hit this 252 and a half passing yards, smash it. Telling you right now, it's a hundred percent chance to hit. Let's go. That's wild. That is the fact that he didn't that's a bad beat in that Cowboys game. That is yeah. brutal. Um, but I love the cushion. That makes me feel so much more confident. Like, you know, Vegas isn't usually way off very often, but man, if you're telling me I have a 60 yard cushion and I could still hit this thing, that makes me feel good. By the way, uh Joe Sir says Michelle has made me over six hundred bucks this season. So there you go, Michelle. See, we we like to, the receipts here, and and we are grateful for everybody that keeps track of that stuff. I love that one. I didn't, I saw that number, but I forgot how good Brock Purdy is at home. In my head, it was like he's better at home than on the road, but he's he's way better at home. It's insane what he does at home. I mean, the amount of yards per attempt he averages. We'll we'll see how good the Ravens' defense is in this game. If they somehow keep Brock Purdy and limit him and limit this offense, then fine. The Ravens can be Super Bowl contenders in my brain, but I don't think it's going to happen. All right, I want to go to my second best bet, and I was digging digging through the numbers. I I know you like the longest reception, so I didn't want to step on your toes, but. I'm going to go Debo Samuel, longest reception, over 22 and a half yards. And I might take, honestly, almost all the longest reception bets for the 49ers in this game because, like you said, of how good they are at home. Debo's average yards per catch at home, average, is 21 yards. And again, his longest catch in this game is 22 and a half yards. For Debo's average yards per catch to be 21 
do you know how how many big huge gains he has to have at home because he's also going to have a lot of shorter catches too i think this is the easiest bet of all time Debo's gonna bust one whether it's a deep pass and he catches it or if it's a five-yard pass and he breaks three tackles he's going for 23 yards so I'll take Debo longest reception over 22 and a half I actually didn't have any longest receptions this week so I'm very happy that you went with one to cover our bases here we need to have one at least once a week I'm surprised you didn't go with one the Niners numbers at home are, are insane Kittle's yards per catch at home is 15. Ayuk's yards per catch at home is 23, which by the way, if you want Ayuk's number, his longest reception is 25 and a half. So you got to get a little more out of him. But just the fact that the main three receiving weapons for the 49ers are averaging at least 15 yards per catch at home. They are a machine at Levi's. Yeah, I guess maybe the defense did scare me a little bit off of that. But at the same time, if I'm saying Brock Purdy is going to easily hit his over, then he's going to have to have these chunk plays. Yes. And he will. He will. So I like it. And especially because my next bet means if I think this is going to hit over, then Brock Purdy is definitely going to have to have chunk plays because he's not going to be passing as much. But I like Christian McCaffrey to have over 18 and a half rushing attempts. Now, I think it's going to be super close, right? I think 20 and 20 is where 2021. 20 to 21 carries is where I think he'll probably be at. So it's a, it's not giving me a lot of cushion, which we were talking about with the earlier bet. We like more cushion, but I like this over because I don't want to take his yards because I don't know how efficient he's going to be able to be against the Ravens. Do I have trust in him that he'll sooner or later start to break some and be good? Yes, as long as they stick with it. But maybe he struggles at first, and who knows what Kyle Shanahan does. But I do believe that they will give him at least 19 carries in this game. So he has 19 carries in six games this season. So that means he has more games without hitting this than he does, but he still has done it a a good over a handful of times, 18 plus carries in eight games. Cool. More than half of the time, but he's averaging 18.2 carries per game over the last five weeks. So right there at that line, but at the same time, they've been destroying teams, right? So Jordan Mason comes in or, the backups come in or they, you know, they just don't want to put as much wear and tear on. They still do too much. Right. But there's, I mean, he's just missing this. It's been 21 carries, 19 carries. Cool. Both over last three weeks, 17, 16, 18 in blowout games. And I think if they were closer, he would have hit these numbers. And I do expect this to be a close game because the Ravens, they don't get blown out. They lose in very, very close games when they do lose. So I expect this to be a closer game and I expect Christian McCaffrey to be, you know, they need to run with him a lot. So give him 20 carries. I think this will hit. And I think the closer the game is, the more Christian McCaffrey will touch the ball. Yeah. So if the game remains close, Kyle is going to give it to 23. And, and you're not going to see Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell or Jeremy McNichols, who was just added from yeah. the practice squad to the active roster. It's going to be CMC. So I think, yeah. I They're think not he- going to trust anyone else with that ball in this game if it's a close exactly. game. Especially yeah. if somebody fumbles the damn thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I think you're right on this one. I like that bet a lot. Um 18 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Well, 18 and a half carries. A if carry. it was 18 and a half oh. rushing yards, we should be putting uh, all of our life savings on that. Yeah, that's a mortgage payment on that one. This is a, a stat that I don't know what to do with. And I can't bet it because there's not any on the board, at least at DraftKings that I saw. Do you know the 49ers have had at least three sacks in seven straight games? I did not. Right? Like, that's impressive because especially, like, when I think of some of the quarterbacks they face, like, 
you know, some mobile guys in there, but it doesn't matter. The Niners have been getting it done. Lamar Jackson has been sacked, I think it's 34 times this year. So that's that's at least two a game for him. I, man, my brain is like, don't pick Lamar Jackson to get sacked. Have you seen the man play? But at the same time, three straight, uh, three sacks in seven straight games. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it's really hard to sack Lamar. And then also because, like, you know, if they are running and you stop them, it doesn't count as a sack because TJ Watt just got screwed with that. Like, he he tackled the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, and he was, like, barely starting to run, but he's starting to take – and they didn't count it as a sack. They just counted it as a tackle for a loss. So, like, you could have those little, like, on the lines there. Like, was he really going off for a run or was he not or was he – like? I don't really know how they decide this, but I thought it was very ticky tacky with the one they did on TJ Watt. Uh, it was either last week or the week before. Flynn West says, do you guys have any Ravens injury updates per chance? So again, I talked to Kyle Phoenix Barber of Baltimore Beatdown. He said the Ravens tackles are beat up to the point where they are rotating subs in for them on different series. So that's a huge, if you're rotating subs in for your tackles, that means your offensive line is not exactly in a good way. But that's good news for the 49ers, because if you can get after Lamar, that's going to change everything. I know he's probably going to run more in, in that case, but I will always take pressuring a quarterback versus not pressuring a quarterback. And if the Ravens are rotating their tackles, that could be good news for Nick Bosa. Good news for Chase Young. Yeah, so yesterday from this, it says, in good news, safety Marcus Williams and left tackle Ronnie Stanley are on the field. Both players left last week's game, blah, blah. So that's good for them. But why Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. were both not at practice? Um, Odell, I think, missed practice yesterday. I thought I saw that Zay was back. Uh, Ronnie Stanley was in the non-contact jersey. JJ How's Trevarius Ward? Because that's huge. Uh, he's, as far as we know, oh, apologies. As far as we know, Trevarius Ward is okay. So that's good. D'Amador Lenore was not on the injury report, which is obviously very good. Um, the huge, huge players. Both have been balling out for the 49ers. So hopefully that's good. JJ00 says Ronnie Stanley looks like trash. He used yeah. to be all pro level. He must be pretty injured. He's had a rough go of it. I know yeah, that. Yeah, you kind of want him on the field. He's not playing well at all. <laughs> Jeez. Just step on the man when he's down, huh, Michelle? <laughs> Listen, I'm all for players. See, sometimes it's worse to have the backups in because they're trying so hard, you know, and they're going all out because this is their chance. Let Ronnie Stanley come in. He's already he's already done his great time. He knows that. He's injured. He's banged up. Let him struggle out there. And I, I think that'll be for the best. Do you have any more best bets? I do. So I'll go with one for the Ravens. I'll be nice and talk about them for a hot second. Isaiah likely they're tight end. Now that Mark Andrews is out, they have his line at over 36 and a half receiving yards. And now normally I'd be scared against like putting a bet on a tight end against the 49ers, but I don't know what happened last week. Trey McBride goes off for 10 receptions, 102 receiving yards against the 49ers. And that's not including the backup tight end for the Cardinals, Elijah Higgins, who had 44 receiving yards against them as well. He only wow. needs 36 and a half, right? Isaiah likely. And he, He's hit this easily in the three. Well, he's hit this easily the last two weeks, but he's hit this in all three games since Mark Andrews injury, since he's become the main guy there. He has played three games. It's 40 yards, 83 yards and 70 yards. He's become a big part of their offense. I think Tavarius Ward and Lenore, like 
I, I, I'm not scared of Zay Flowers or OBJ doing too much in this game. So I do think Lamar is going to have to utilize Isaiah likely. And that's such a low line. If this was at 50, I'd be nervous, but 36 and a half is too low for him. I think we have seen with the 49ers, other teams, number one weapons have really good games, even in Niners blowout wins, whether it's Cooper cup with the Rams or Puka Nakua with the Rams or Trey McBride last week with the Cardinals for whatever reason, Guys are able to get there, some guys, against the Niners' defense. And honestly, like, Zay Flowers is there, and he's their number one wide receiver. But, like, we know Lamar Jackson likes to use the tight end. So I actually had this written down as one of my possible best bets by you. So I completely agree. I think he could have an even bigger game than that. 36 and a half seems pretty low. That's a wrap on today's best of show. Thank you again, everybody for listening and making us part of your holiday season. Hope you have a safe, happy, healthy holidays. Remember, you can hear us live on 95.7 The Game, 8 a.m. Pacific time on Sunday. And of course, after the game, we are always live for the Instant Reaction Podcast. Please join us on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch pages. Just search Gold Standard 49ers. We come up, we start right when the final whistle blows. Please join us for that. Hopefully, we are celebrating the Niners taking one step closer to the number one seed in the NFC. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk after the game. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.